0: It's now time for the Rural News with Monique Steele. Kia ora, Monique. How are Southern farmers faring with all this bad weather? Well, many are in damage control, putting out supplementary feed and moving stock after heavy rainfall resulted in flooding across the region. Dairy farmer Jason Herrick says he and his team at Mossburn have been watching the Orete River with caution.
1: Last night uh, was a bit uh, hectic. It's uh, water levels on the farm I've never seen before. And we just had to shift a lot of stock around into caddocks that had limited amount of water. Pretty much most of my flat area looked like a braided river set up, so you just had to try and work around it. We've got a lot of uh, bridge and culvert washouts and, and driveways and tracks washed away. Just a little bit of extra work. We didn't need it this time of year.
0: Jason Herrick says, fortunately, all of his stock survived the night, but it wasn't the same fate further west. Brendan Gow runs 10,000 stock units at Belmont Station near Black Mountain and says hundreds of lambs haven't survived the night. You will have lost some lambs. So, yeah. It's, um a wee bit frustrating there, and then we've also got uh, just a bit of damage around um, a
1: few areas where um, waterway block and that sort of thing where it's come up and um, come over top of culverts and made a bit of a mess. So, yeah, we've got a little bit of work to do to tidy things up.
0: Southland Federated Farmers President Chris Dillon says while Matoda River levels have peaked, farmers in its lower catchments and of the Oretti River should be prepared for more water to flow through. Fonterra says flooding is still causing access issues for milk collection on some farms, but they're hoping to be caught up by tomorrow. Meanwhile, further north in central Otago, heavy rain and strong winds have caused damage to cherry orchards, snapping poles and shredding the nets used to cover trees. To other news, a Tairawhiti grower says it's a waiting game to see how spring plantings hold up if the forecast El Nino weather pattern eventuates, as it has in Australia. Meteorologists say El Niño would bring more frequent, dry, westerly winds, heightening the risk of drought. HPAC Farming has its early plantings of sweet corn, watermelon, maize and squash in the ground around Patutahi, near Gisborne. Crop manager Eric Sandman says the soil temperature is warm and turning over nicely, after a kinder spring than previous years.
1: We just need sun, really, sun... Soils are pretty full of moisture stills, but we will need some follow-up rains in the next few weeks. They're talking El Nino, which everyone sort of gets a bit nervous about. But there's not a lot of irrigation on our farm, so it just you yeah, pray for the fate of the weather gods, really.
0: Eric Sandman says every year has its own unique challenges. This year it's been dealing with the silt left behind by Cyclone Gabrielle. He says 400 of the 1,500 hectares were covered in silt, some of which is still too wet to get machinery onto. And for the latest from the sale yards, we head to Suze Bremner of AgriHQ. We caught up with her earlier this morning. How have the cattle sales been in the North Island this week, Suze? Well, those North Island store cattle sales have been very busy over the
1: last few weeks as a combination of annual draft spring cattle come forward and eastern North Island farmers prepare for a dry summer and so are offloading earlier than later. So last week between Stortford Lodge, Fielding and Wairoa, there were 4,500 store cattle offered. And this week Stortford sold a further 1,300 and Fielding actually closed their books on Tuesday as their tallies climbed to 2,300 for today. So this week prices did suffer the consequences of too many cattle and not enough buyers and that market at Stortford came back. So compared to other years, the returns are still very reasonable. So two-year traditional steers averaged $16.40 and $3.28 a kilo and yearling traditional steers averaged $1,085 and $3.39 a kilo.
0: Are you seeing similar volumes in the South Island?
1: Oh, not so much similar volumes, but store cattle are definitely ramping up down there as those spring markets kick in. Canary Park tallies rose to 573, though breathing and quality were a bit more mixed and that was reflected in the prices paid. St. also held a spring cattle sale that yarded just over 700 cattle and two-year steers reached a top of 1580 and the heifers were 1460. And at Tamuka yesterday, there were over 1,100 cattle pens and the best of the two-year heifers made $2.80 to $2.85 a kilo, and yielding Hereford region heifers sold for $740 to
0: $900. And what about the sheep markets?
1: We are at the pointy end of the old season store land market, and buyers are getting very selective about what they purchase. Teeth are under scrutiny now, and if any are close to or have cut those 2 tooth teeth, they are meeting resistance from buyers. At Fielding and Storford, most store males sold for 90 to $130, and it was similar for the ewe lambs at those yards. And at Tamuka earlier in the week, mixed sex store lambs mostly made 75 to $115, and at Colgate, most made 74 to $109. And just quickly, on prime lambs on both islands, are mainly selling for 120 to $185, while the prime lamb ewe market still struggles due to a lack of demand for muffins.
0: Three Kiwi farmers and their dogs are eagerly awaiting to hear how they've done in this year's Copper Dog Challenge. The Trans Tasman competition sees 12 dogs fitted with GPS trackers to see how far and fast they can travel over a three month period. The hardest working dog will be announced next month. Kelsey Meads and her dog Sass, based at Coleridge Downs in Canterbury, have been taking part. Ms. Meads says it's been interesting to see how hard her small dog Sass really works clocking up to 42 kilometres in a day while set-stocking. She loves to chase sheep, cows and deer. She's quite good on the deer, even though she's very small. She's, she has quite a presence with stock and very strong-eyed. And yeah, she does this little thing where she loves to creep on the ground. So I tell her to sit down, I tell her to walk up, and instead of walking she'll actually just drag herself across the ground. It's quite cool. And you can hear more about Kausi and Sass on Country Life tonight and tomorrow morning after the news at 7. And that's the rural news for this week. Ko te porongo o te Thank you very much. My next deal there.